Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Freedom Girl Sisterhood, and I'm your host and your freedom coach, Dawn Scott Damon. I'm so glad that you've joined us. Hey, tonight you have chosen a great podcast to listen to because we're going to have a discussion tonight about overcoming fear. What would your life look like if you could remove fear? What would you do if fear wasn't part of the equation? How would you jump off the bridge or what risk would you take if you were sure that you could not fail? Well, so very often we don't do the things that God has called us to because we're paralyzed by fear. And tonight we're going to expose some of the things that get in our way. But hey, I want to welcome tonight to the Freedom Girl Sisterhood. We often have the sisters in the house, and I'm excited that tonight we have the sister and the brother in the house. Everybody give it up. We got Abby Grelia, who is the worship leader at our church, Tribe Church, and our lead pastor, Julian Newman, tonight. Welcome, you guys. Hey. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Julian, you don't have any problem being with the sisters, do you? I don't have any problem being with the sisters with all the girls in my house, daughters and wife. How many daughters? Four daughters. I can't believe that. Uh, Four. This sounds amazing. Yes. And um, with my wife, there's five uh, ladies, estrogen overload or estrogen very filled. So I feel comfortable. I'll be in this environment here. All right, very good. Well, then we're not worried about giving you estrogen poisoning tonight. Um, Abby, how about you? How are you today? I'm great. I just love being with you guys. This is fun. Good. Thank you. Well, all of us are very aware and have pressed through our own fears. Each and every one of us have a story. You know, the listeners know about my story uh, as a child with trauma and abuse and having gone through a very painful divorce. And even being a woman in the ministry, you got to know that I've had to press through a certain amount of fear. And I know your story. I know each one of yours. And I know that you don't get to this place in life without facing some fears. And um, how, how do we overcome these fears? It's a reality of life, right? Yeah. It absolutely is. You know... I think one of the the things about fear is, I think, being honest with yourself in relation to it. Uh, Fear is one of those things where you can uh, pretend it doesn't exist Mm -hmm. or mask it with something else. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is what you said, what would my life look like? What decision would I make if I wasn't afraid? Mm -hmm. Um, and And as you were saying, I'm like, man, what a powerful question. And I was asking myself that very same thing. What would I do? Um, I, I think there are things that I would probably say. Um, there's things maybe I wouldn't say. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's decisions that we would make that we can be bold and be bold in God. And I believe that's what he's called us to. There's uh, the verse um, that I think you have referenced here out of Joshua. Um, mm-hmm. Haven't I commanded you? Strength, courage. Don't be timid. Don't be discouraged. God, your God, is with you every step you take. When we're afraid, we're really saying, God, I don't believe that you're with me mm-hmm. as I take these right. steps. Right. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. So there's a, um, a forgetfulness mm-hmm. or some sort of a spiritual amnesia where we say, okay, God, you're not present. Mm-hmm. It's just me. Mm-hmm. And if it's just us, then we have something to be afraid about. Or if we have God with us, which we do, even if we forget sometimes, we have nothing to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if we know the character of the Father, we're spending that time, we're getting to know him. 
um, we can we can learn to trust him, and it's easy to do because he has been so faithful. You can see it through scripture, and I'm sure you've been able to see it. I know you've seen it in your life. Sure. I've seen it in my life, and I know, Pastor Julian, you've seen it in your life as well. But Okay, so now just for everybody listening, you said it's easy to do. I'm not so sure. It's easy to do when you said it, when we know God and spend time, but it's like taking baby steps. Yeah. Like if you trust God for small things and you practice that, then the day comes when he asks you to do something very big or life just brings to you a circumstance that's overwhelming. And if you don't have a relationship with God, you are going to be afraid. The feeling and the emotion of fear comes to us. But so sometimes it's not easy to do. Sometimes it takes everything inside of you to turn it over to God and to trust him. But once you do it, You'll find out that you know what I was afraid. It was an illusion. It was yeah. it was it was a, a chihuahua in the shadows that looked like a roaring lion. Yeah, but um, yeah. So 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 fear tonight. We're going to talk about maybe we want to give them about five ways in a moment to define and overcome fear and some practical things that we can do. But Abby, you're in front of people all the time at leading worship. And uh, Pastor Julian, you're speaking in front of crowds and, and that. We're talking about fears as small as, as the fear of speaking in front of people or the fear of facing people. You sing in front of people very beautifully, I might add. Uh, or the fear, have you guys ever discovered that the thing that the enemy would try to bring fear in your life has a connection to your calling in life? Absolutely. Um I always would uh, get in front of people. I would always get nervous. I had this uh, nauseous feeling where, hey, man, if I could be anywhere, I'd be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I would feel that every time. Mm -hmm. Mm I get nervous, want to throw up, want to run away, want to make an excuse. Mm -hmm. Can somebody, you know, I'm sick, I'm whatever. Shaking. I'm shaking. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so you're right. You're, You're calling in so many cases, has got this fear thing mm-hmm. where the enemy is trying to block us from being the person that God has purposes mm-hmm. to be. And um, I, I was scared of the water. You know, not that that had anything to do with my calling. I'm not an Olympic um, swimmer or anything like that. <laughs> not yet, anyway. But it kept you living in a smaller... But it kept me living mm-hmm. small. Mm-hmm. And whenever somebody would talk about, hey, come over to my house for a pool party or let's do whatever, I'd have this sick feeling inside of myself I don't want to do that because I'm afraid, and I don't want anybody to know I'm afraid. Right, so pool party is kind of an oxymoron. Pool and party did not go together in your world. You were acknowledging, Abby, too, that you you experienced some fear. Yeah, there are years and years, and sometimes still I will walk up on a platform and I, your palms are sweaty, you're shaky, you're just inward, you know, you just, you see yourself. It's hard to... It's hard to enter into the moment and enter into God's presence if you're leading worship or, you know, for you if you're preaching, if you feel that way. And I just have to remind myself who's the real audience and who is this really for. And and also just remembering the calling that he's placed on our lives. I don't have silver or gold, but what I have, I give you in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. And his power breaks the yoke. And so it's something that's taken me many, many years to get over. Mm-hmm. And sometimes still it's just there, but you just... You know, you can use it as a tool to energize you as well. It's something that I've learned. So I think that's one strategy that the enemy uses 
it, with fear, one of the reasons why we experience fear is because Satan is trying to intimidate you out of your call. Mm -hmm. That's not the only reason why we experience fear. We'll talk about the other in a moment, but he's he's trying to keep you from your call. And how do you feel once you've conquered that? You know, once you've had that that preaching moment and you release the message that God put inside of you, you've led that worship on the other side of it. Share with the, with the listeners tonight, how does it feel when you've conquered that fear? It's a beautiful thing because that presence of fear um, can cripple us. Mm -hmm. But the presence of, of fear can also remind us of our inability to accomplish God's purpose in our own power. So mm. we can press in. Oh, you got to say that again. You got to okay. say that again. Mm -hmm. um, it reminds us how we need God's help to accomplish God's purpose. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's exact uh, redo, That's but it, it reminds us that I can't do it in my own power. Mm -hmm. I need God's power to accomplish God's purpose. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to be crippled by fear or intimidated by fear. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be reminded of my smallness without God, but I'm going to press into God. Mm -hmm. And now I move from fear into faith. Mm -hmm. I move into a place of weakness into a strength. Mm -hmm. Where, okay, I'm going to reach out to you, God, and with mm -hmm. you, I can do all things. Mm -hmm. With you, I can run through a troop and leap over a wall, like David says in Psalms. Mm -hmm. So now, um, I have my superpower because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm holding on to mm -hmm. a supernatural God. Mm -hmm. And when you break through in uh, worship, preaching, mm -hmm. uh, writing, uh, creating, whatever it is, and I got on the other side of that thing, now... When that fear monster or whisper comes mm -hmm. to me, I have a track record of breakthrough that I can refer to and I can build my confidence and my faith on what God has already accomplished mm -hmm. in, my, in my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. It, exactly. So when the enemy uses that intimidation to keep you outside of your call and then you press through, he is defeated. Yes. And you are the victor, and you've stepped into your anointing, and you start to recognize, yeah, that power that God brings. So on one hand, it's good that we have this reliance on the Lord, and we realize that we can't do it without him. But on the other hand, we know that we can't allow the enemy, like you said, to cripple us and paralyze us by whispering. Because I was picturing, as you were saying that, here's this monster of fear just breathing at us and intimidating us, and the minute we say, no... He shrinks down and right. evaporates. You know, doing something, even though we feel the fear of emotion, gives us that breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And whenever we meditate on what the enemy is saying, you know, we can listen. We can choose to listen to his voice, and we can choose to listen to God's voice. And when we meditate and give in to that fear, it, can, it grows. Mm -hmm. Just like you're describing this monster, and I'm just seeing this thing on the side of someone's shoulder. And it can grow, and as soon as we see no, it will shrink down. But if I'm listening to God's voice and what he says... In his truth, and that grows. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's good stuff. You know, the other reason why the enemy brings fear to us is just to torment us. Mm -hmm. Just because it's his sport. That's what he enjoys doing. And I do believe that fear comes from the enemy because the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear. And the emotion of fear comes to all of us, and, and that can be God using a, a, a healthy respect for something to get our attention. But that's Fear, that spirit of fear comes from the enemy. And um, he, he'll use fear just to torment us, mm -hmm. just, just because he hates us, because we're God's children. Um, for me, just sharing something, when my daughter was 12 years old, 
she was hit by a truck. She was a pedestrian walking across mm-hmm. the street, and she was struck by a truck, and she was almost killed. And from that, a spirit of fear just really gripped my heart. To this day, I have to drive that thing away. To this day, um, my children were over for dinner last yesterday, and as they're getting ready to get in their cars, I'm thinking, everybody drive safe, everybody be careful. And there's this, this sense, and maybe parents have that in general, but to the place where it, it would literally paralyze me. The fear would, would rush over me where it would take my breath away. Mm. And I have constantly have to cover my mind and my thought and drive that thing out in Jesus' name because a spirit to torment me. A fear comes from the enemy in my life. So that's another, there's a lot of people listening who are literally tormented by fears in their life. It's not just a matter of standing up in front of people, but it's laying in their bed at night fearing an attack or fearing uh, dread or something something horrible is going to happen. People um, attacked by anxiety and those kinds of things where their life is very small because they don't know how to conquer fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are rational and irrational fears. And I'm just reminded of that because that's something that I've experienced a lot in my life is irrational fear and just the enemy tormenting. And so there have been many years where I would be laying in bed as a child or a preteen or a teenager and even as a young adult where I would sense uh, a a presence that would just torment. Exactly, exactly that torment. And you just have to, I mean, in that moment and when you're so young, all you know how to do is say the name of Jesus and it has to leave. Mm -hmm. And it did, but it's something that I've had to battle and overcome. And even recently, I was telling you a few minutes earlier Mm -hmm. that there was something that, you know, just happened again this week, and I just had to come against it in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. But it's not his place, and it's not his right, mm-hmm. and in Jesus' name, it has to go. Yeah, and those those presents, they're real, you know, it's no joke. Fear is no joke, you know. it It is the arsenal of Satan to keep us from pursuing God. Pastor Julian, today I was reading in the Word of God um, the story of Gideon. And um, for those of you who may not be familiar with the Bible, Gideon is this guy in the Old Testament who God decided to use to lead a battle. And when God showed up as an angel to talk to Gideon, Gideon was hiding in a hole in the ground. And God said, hey, you're my mighty man of valor. You're, You're the soldier that I'm choosing. And Gideon's going, who, me? You know, I'm I'm weak, and, and my clan is weak, and I'm the smallest one in my clan, and I am a nobody. I am a nothing. Have you ever felt or been overwhelmed by the purpose of God in your life, and you thought, God, you have chosen the wrong person? I know we're kind of going back to the beginning that we said, but um, we're... You know, I don't. I don't want to do what you've asked me to do. I'd rather run this way. I don't want you choose someone else, God. I don't want to do this in my life. God's asked you to stay, and you want to run. Or God's asked you to walk, and you you're afraid of the unknown, so you want to stay. You know, whatever it is in in our life. Well, um, it's funny. I was talking about. Uh, I, I'm uh, a film school student, and um, we're doing this huge thing called Capstone, and what happens is uh, there's five different films that are being produced and there's different crew uh, positions. And I pitch myself as being one of the producers, which is in charge of the whole creative vision of a, of, of a film. You hire the director, you do all the different stuff mm. and make sure that they're doing their things. And I was nervous to do it. 
I was nervous to pitch. And then when they said, hey, we want you to do it, I was even more nervous. And, and I think there are places where you feel like, man, God, you called me to this field of music or writing or films mm-hmm. or whatever is business. And you pray for that to happen. And then when God actually makes it happen, it's like, wait a minute, you really answered my prayer. You talked about Gideon. Gideon was upset that his people were in the circumstances they were in. So I'm sure there are many times where he complained about that, prayed, okay, I want this to be different. But when God pointed at him and said, okay, you're going to be my difference maker to help change the reality that you and your family and your people are involved with, oh, that's a whole other thing. Goes back to that faith issue that we talked about. Goes back to that faith, that, that point of we need God to accomplish the purpose of God through our life. Mm-hmm. And we're not all that in and of ourselves. <laughs> and uh, I need God, um, you know, nerves and fear, even though it doesn't feel good. And when it's the enemy, obviously that's not what we want. But I do think there is a space of uncertainty that's helpful and healthy for all of us. We step into that space and go, God, if you don't show up, then this can't happen. But if you do show up, man, anything can happen. There's a saying in this book that I'm reading, The Circle Maker, and he says, um, you have to pray like it relies on God, but act like it relies on you or work like it relies on you. You said something really powerful is that we want God to change the circumstances or move things or help us overcome, but we don't always like the fact that he's requiring us to do something. So you take the first step and I'll empower you, but you take the first step. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we want to wait for the power and the feeling and we want everything to change and then I'll do. And God says, no, when you start to walk, when you start to do what you're supposed to do, that's when my power will will come. And um, we'll see that in just a minute. I want to give these. I want to give the listeners five things that help um, overcome fear. And so, if you will stay tuned, we're going to share with you those five things. But first, this is your host, Don Scott Damon. I am your freedom coach, and you're listening to the Freedom Girl Sisterhood. I'm going to share with you about my recent book, When a Woman You Love Was Abused, A Husband's Guide to Helping His Wife Overcome Childhood Sexual Abuse. I understand, but husbands need to understand too, the emotions, the hurts, the distorted thoughts, the fears, and the triggers that hold us captive because of our childhood abuse. Visit Amazon.com or my website, DawnScottDamon.com, to see how you can get your copy of When a Woman You Love Was Abused. Well, welcome back, everybody. All right, so we're going to look at fear, and we're going to give you five things that you need to do, and they're kind of sequential here. But, um, Pastor Julian, why don't you help us with the first one? What is the first thing that somebody has to do when they have this irrational, irrational fear? Regardless, what do we have to do? We have to name our fear. Uh, We have to ask ourselves, what specifically am I afraid of? Mm -hmm. And that means being precise in defining the fear that we're struggling with. Yeah. Uh, When our fear is evaluated and named, we contain it and we discover the thing that we dread. It has its limits. Mm -hmm. Some of the questions we can ask ourselves, Mm -hmm. 
What triggers this feeling of fear? What happens to me when I feel this? Mm -hmm. Is it connected to a painful or embarrassing former experience? Oh, yeah, that's important. Mm -hmm. Do I even know where the fear started? Mm -hmm. These questions can help us isolate our fear and discourage fear from taking over, taking more of our, our brain space yep. or our emotional real estate. Yep. We used to say, don't let Satan rent, rent a room in your head. There you, you go. <laughs> When we uh, acknowledge exactly what our fear is, we can disempower the force of fear in our lives. All right. Wow, that's really good. That's great. So naming our fear is the place to start. If you don't have a journal, get a get a journal and you watch as that journal, that fear journal becomes your faith journal because I believe as a result of listening to this today you like Joshua are going to take more possession of your land your spiritual land, your emotional land your intellectual land and God is going to set you free and break some chains. Okay Abby you want to give us a second one? What do you, what's, um, what's the next thing that we have to do? Um, the second thing that we need to do is we need to boil it down we need to decide what the worst-case scenario looks like. What will happen if we go forward facing our fear instead of recoiling from it? Mm -hmm. and when we ask ourselves if we can live with these uh, consequences, more often than not, the fear we have of doing something is more frightening than doing it, mm -hmm. you know, the actual yeah, event. Right. Yeah. So um, because fear has a way of growing larger than life and it multiplies offspring mm -hmm. and it just gets bigger, it's, it's helpful to remember this popular acronym Fear is false evidence appearing real. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and I have heard that. But it is powerful, isn't it? Fear is false evidence appearing real. You yeah. need to write that on your mirror with your lipstick, sister girl. Yeah, it's another way of saying that fear is a lie, the father of lies. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Some say that fear has its end in death, but for Christians, you know, we just have to remember that the truth is we're comforted that God has our life, each and every breath. We breathe. It's all yeah. in his hands. Yeah. He knows exactly what our time is on this earth, mm -hmm. and he knows that when we pass, we're going to enter into eternal reward and eternal life with him, which far surpasses anything that we could hope or imagine on this planet. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So when we boil it down and we look at it, you know, we say, what is the worst case scenario, and can I live with that? And so often it's like, yes. I can. In fact, life might even be better, but I'm afraid of facing what I don't know. And sometimes, you know, the unknown is scarier than, like you, like you said, the actual thing of actually doing it. So apparently I like the word actual today, <laughs> actually. And, but, okay, number three, so define the win. So if I were to ask you, what would your life look like if you had victory over this fear? Can you define that? Do you have a vision of what that would look like? How would your how would your life improve? And maybe you guys sitting here, you can think of something. You think, you know, how how would my life look if I could just overcome this fear? And what would I like to accomplish? You know, for me, I'm writing, and I have taken a leap of faith, and I'm writing again, and I'm like, okay, God, I'm in this now. You know, we're not getting out of this, but I am exhilarated by facing a fear and feeling, like you said in the beginning, God's power coming into my life, and I'm overcoming the fear. And I'm not confused. I cannot do it without God. But I'm not without God. He's on my side. And so that's that's exactly um, the strength that I need is his presence in my life. So what would you achieve? Define the win, see what it looks like, and then realize that nothing that stands in your way is worth you losing out on the vision that God has called you to. 
And so take a minute, break down your goals, look at them, and start baby-stepping your your goals and, and defeating that fear. Um, the next one we talk about, number four, um, Pastor Julian, we were talking about confronting our fear and facing it down. Well, um, there's a quote where Joyce Meyer says, she says, do it afraid. Mm-hmm. And there, I'm sure all of us can relate to times where we did something that was bold, but we did it very fearfully mm-hmm. and trembling, but we did it anyway, mm-hmm. and God came through. And so I believe that by doing that, there's a strength in our life that comes because it works, uh, even mm-hmm. when we do it afraid. Mm-hmm. Because when we do it afraid, we come to find out that some of our fears are based in, in illusion and no logic. Right. Our fears, our phobias, our anxieties, they're not easily explained, mm-hmm. but they have power in our life when we let them sit in our head. Yeah, right, right. So, so the way out of our fear, in many cases, is to do the thing that we're so afraid of. For me, jumping in the water. Sounds <laughs> simple, sounds yeah. easy, but for me, it was... Um, it was like uh, attacking jaws or, you know. Yeah, and let's talk about that just for a second because you were afraid of the water. You didn't know how to swim. Yeah. Now you do. You've learned to swim. I have. You had to jump in the water. Now, conquering that fear, didn't that make you feel like, well, if I can do this, what else can I, I can do this? I can do, doesn't it open your, up your imagination and your, and your faith to believe for other things? It's Jeez. like. It it, it, it kind of redefines you when you conquer fear. Mm-hmm. Because fear of the water, for me, was a part of my reality, mm-hmm. okay? There were times where I think we did stuff as a group or as a team, and it was a water-type thing, and I don't want to be there. And mm-hmm. so being able to get into a pool, do my little swim thing, I'm not ready to maybe win a gold medal yet, <laughs> but the fact that I can do it, is a yeah. personal victory for me. Right. Though when other people look outside of it, they might say, that seems silly. Mm-hmm. But it was it meant something to me. It mm-hmm. was important to me. And the fact that I did break through that fear that was many years in my, making in my life, yeah. um, it makes me feel like I can accomplish bigger things. So you took action, which is what you're saying. Even though the emotion of fear was not away from me, or even that gripping spirit of fear wasn't gone, I still did it. I took action, and I realized when I moved forward that the thing that I was afraid of became smaller, and then it opened up your potential or your possibility to believe, well, you know what, Then I'm making this up now, but I can take guitar lessons too, or I could learn Spanish. I could do, I could face any other fear, because if I can do this, what else can I do? Maybe I've been limiting myself in many other ways as well. So I think, and when conversely, when you're afraid of things, you start saying no to everything in the world. No, I don't want to do that. No, no. And pretty soon you are just, you're flatlining. You're beige. You're not blue. You're not hot pink. You're just Beige, nothing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. All right. Anything else on that one? Yeah, it reminds me of the analogy of a baby elephant who is tied to a pole with this big chain, and this Mm -hmm. this elephant can't get away. But as the elephant grows, the chain gets smaller and smaller until finally when this elephant is at an adult age, um, they're held there by a string, and the elephant could easily snap that Mm -hmm. little string off. 
And when you conquer your fears, it's like you snap the string and you realize, I can conquer a lot more than this little string. So what you're saying is you you break the programming. Yeah. Because that elephant has been programmed to live in a, you know, a five foot yeah, radius. I can't, I can't, I can't. And um, once you do and find out, oh, I can, wow, that just opens up the possibility. And isn't that what fears, the goal of fear is to keep you small, keep you diminished, keep you less than, keep you a victim, keep you in prison. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. That's what fear wants to do. Right. All right. So that's the first four. And the last one that we want to talk about is just getting comfortable with the emotion of fear. In other words, we've already been talking about it, but you know, in this world, we think we're supposed to be comfortable. You know, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Not everything is comfortable. Not everything is, is it, it can be simple, but it's not easy. And we made that um, distinction earlier in the program that it, it's not it's not easy to do. It's a simple truth, but it's not always easy. But if you'll get started, you know, the um, fear comes to all of us. And we said it's like a bird flying overhead. You know, you can't stop those birds from flying overhead. That fear is going to come. But what you can do is you can stop that bird from landing on your head and building a nest and pecking at your brain all day, right? We, we, don't have to, we don't have to worry just because the emotion of fear comes. That doesn't mean you're on the wrong track. It doesn't mean you should stop doing what you're doing. It doesn't mean you should run back to safety. Um, hopefully you know you're in God's will and you're doing what he's asked you to do, but take the next right step. Do the next right thing, and that fear will flee. And that's a wonderful scripture, too. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you in fear, too. Any thoughts, you guys? Well, I just think when you're talking about fear from this standpoint, it just feels like, why are we being held back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what am I afraid of? Why don't I step into uh, boldness in God? Right. Why, why don't I resist the enemy? Just like you said. Right. When you're in the middle of fear, it feels gigantic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're discussing it in this fashion, it's like, this isn't a big deal at all. Mm-hmm. Let me continue to break through. Let me continue to reach out. Let mm-hmm. me continue to uh, be faithful to exercise faith mm-hmm. because there's no limit to what God can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that uh, life is a life of adventure. Maybe not yeah. hot pink for me, but, um, <laughs> but definitely not beige. beige. Yeah. There you go. Right, that's great. I agree. Life is an adventure to be lived, not a sentence to be lived. It should be adventurous. And that means taking risks and doing bold things and great things for God. And even if your greatness for God is simply praying out loud, you know, whatever he's asked you to do. But for goodness sakes, you're right. Let's take steps towards conquering fear in our lives. Start with naming it. Write it down. Look at that. Find scriptures that apply to that thing that maybe you're afraid of and begin to flip the script on the enemy. When those thoughts of fear come into your mind and you start to feel that emotion, you stop and you say, hey, wait a minute, no, that's not God's thought, that's a lie, and here's the truth. And begin to defeat that fear by reciting the truth of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. So what would you say to someone listening today or how would you pray? Maybe if you would take a moment and pray us out. Um, Pastor Julian, that somebody's listening today and the fear has kept them small. And and you're right, they're in it and it feels huge. But 
the truth is, is that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Could you just pray for that? Absolutely. God, we thank you for today. For all the people that are listening to this podcast and they have a vision of fear for their life that feels gigantic. Lord, we pray that you reverse it mm-hmm. and you show them the truth that they, with you, can accomplish anything. Yes. We come against every lie of the enemy. We come against every fear that's been attached to an experience in our past. Mm-hmm. And we pray for every terrorizing idea yes. that is connected to our future. Mm-hmm. Lord, we desire to live in adventure to move forward in faith and purpose with imagination, happiness, and joy. Where there's yeah. been darkness, we pray that there would be light. Where there's cold and rainy seasons, Lord God, in our heart, we pray the sunshine and warmth, Lord God, that we can leap forward in faith. Yeah. God, just like I jumped in that pool some time back, I pray that these adventures, these world changers, these amazing folks, Lord God, that are listening here would take the lead to. God, thank you for giving us the opportunity for this conversation. Amen. 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 Well, you guys, it was great to have you. Now, we're going to sign off in just a minute, but before you do, little commercial, take a moment and check out my website at dawnscottdamon.com. That's dawnscottdamon.com and thefreedomgirlsisterhood.com. Drop me a line. Let me know what you'd like to hear a program about. That would be great. And you guys, what about Tribes Church? What about Tribe Church, man? Uh, we've had an amazing run this mm-hmm. six months. We've seen uh, a lot of amazing people get connected to this Jesus community. But in addition to that, we've seen people have an encounter with, with Jesus, mm-hmm. which is uh, really is the core thing. We do a lot of zany things, as you know, Dawn. Yes. Um, this past Easter Sunday, uh, we had a real uh, rousing day uh, <laughs> with dancing and singing and flash mobs and whatever, but we also had people encounter Jesus. Yes, we and did. And that, uh, that makes all of us happy. It makes me happy. I know it makes God smile. Yes. So, hey, we'd love to have you come on out to Tribes Church. We're in North Grand Rapids, and you can see the directions and the address by going to Tribes TribeChurch.tv. Again, that's TribeChurch.tv. Or like us on Facebook, and we have a Tribe page. So we'd love to see you for all the great things that are happening at Tribes. And I am super excited about it. There's one thing missing, and that's you, my sister. We need to see you here at Tribes Church. So come on, check us out. 10 a.m. We'll see you this Sunday. Hey, this is the team saying goodbye. God bless you. Keep walking in freedom in Jesus' name.